0: Good morning everybody. Uh, Thanks for joining us once again. It's just Ryan today and Amy's away off on holidays or doing something else and being here. So um, we're very pleased to have with us uh, Ingo van der Merwe. Yes, ace that that pronunciation. Uh, From South Africa with us and um, we're here to just have a chat and we get to know each other a little bit and um, get you to tell us a bit about what you do and what you get up to so um i just want to uh, give you a chance to introduce yourself and um, you're here with your wife yes and uh, so if you could just tell us a little bit about yourselves and um, who you are where you came from and what are you doing
1: um you're very interesting um it's really good i um, we we live in jenningsburg it's the northern part of Johannesburg. JASMIGS is probably the economic hub of South Africa, and um, yeah, I'm a chaplain at a school. Uh, It's it's a high school from grade 8 to 12, in our term that's from 14 through to 18. Okay. And so our our people will matriculate, uh, which is equivalent to your AS level, I suppose. Okay. Uh, Matriculation, so it's an academic school. But also very strong in sport and cultures and so on. Okay. Um, yeah. And um, so, what am I here uh, purely to 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 utilize our friends and um, to try and get opportunity for us to raise some money? Um, I also look after a a, a charity. Um, you guys will call it a charity. Okay. Um, Called the Steed. The word the Steed is Light um, in one of our 11 local languages. And um, and it, it's a separate it's school. I think that probably having talked to Victor, um, our host, um, I think that the idea of separate school is probably a weird concept. Um, Very much think, so. We're getting into that. But um, if you're in a separate school, and I'm, I'm here to kind of help raise funds for for the team, okay, um, to give us a sustainable
0: career. Yeah, Saturday school definitely sounds scary to all of us. <laughs> 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 Five <laughs> days is enough, come on. <laughs> Thank you very much, yeah. uh, That's brilliant. Um, and you, you're from South Africa, you're from Johannesburg. Yep, yep. And you were born and brought up in Johannesburg, yes? Well, um,
1: I did claim that I was born in Cape Town. Okay. Um, that is important because uh, it it's a beautiful city on the coast and, and really cool people live there. Um, so I, I did. I was born there, but I was raised right in the in, Gander area. Really. Okay, very and
0: good. My wife was, was born in, in that area too, and, and yeah, I was raised right in that area. Great, great. And so you, you don't work in the same school that you went to? No? No, no, no. No, different no, school? Yeah, different school.
1: Very good. So, so I mean, the school I work at is called Herobridge College. Okay. Um, it's a private school. So, um, yeah, so it's, it's, it's a kind of elite school, I would think. Okay. In real terms. Okay. Um, and private schooling has become quite a big thing in South Africa. Okay. Especially in the major
0: centers. Purely uh, because the general education in the country is, is not so much. Okay. So it's really you know, private has become the place that you want to get education, you're going to go to private. Okay. We'll to get into that a little bit more, cool. about the differences. Um, so uh, you mentioned Victor there, and that is uh, Victor Court, who was on uh, one of our podcast episodes. Um few weeks ago. Yeah. Um so how do you guys know Victor? How, how long do you have? <laughs> long history. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's a long history. Um, yeah. I was in Cape Town, um, just got recently married and working at a church and in, in a youth um a youth um, of youth. Okay. And Victor then joined us on, on the team. Um that was back in gee I think. Um, and and so we spent three years working together. And then um, we formed a really um, tight group of, of, of young adults that were working together and we were just crazy together. It was just a brilliant time of life. Um, I was studying at the time and, and Victor was, I didn't even know what he was doing, but <laughs> he was there and it was just brilliant. Yeah? He
0: was there and that's enough.
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, we, we three, were three guys in particular, like these like three guys were just, just you yeah, off the wall you know, and, and, and created such a great vibe. American um, sure. youth, youth Ministry, Youth, work, youth work. Um, I went, uh, graduate, I went to Namibia, okay. which is in the southwestern part of Southern Africa, um, and we, we, my wife and I, went there to work with Youth for Christ. Okay, yes. Um, and I took a the role there um, in, the, in a town called Swakopmund.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm not even gonna try yeah, and pronounce that.
1: And, try that. And, um, and it was just before Namibia's independence. Okay. And so we arrived in the beginning of the year and then went through that year, well it was in May, that they went to independence and so we were quite involved in, in the, working with young people in the community through the transition and um, yeah, working with schools and, and, and getting with young people. Mm-hmm. And then I phoned and got hold of Victor and I said, Victor, I, I need you here. Um, I need you to come and, and help us here, um, just who he is and how he, how he operates. It was just it was it was a no-brainer, um, and I, I don't even know why he said yes to me. Uh, <laughs> and and we had we had six years of just of great work together, um, and and we've been we've been friends. I mean, that's like since '87. You know, um, very good. And you become brothers. You know, so I would imagine, you know, because mm-hmm. um, it's, it's you, you forge a relationship with. So many experiences and difficulties and overcoming kind of stuff and in inventing and and, and pioneering, it was brilliant. It was a brilliant day and um, we had to travel to the States together we um, to look, look up the same suitcase for two months. Oh dear. Yeah, you did get to quite well?
0: Yeah, I would say uh, that would very well, yeah.
1: <laughs> and Lucas uh, uh, has, has been a guy that just loves God, loves young people, he serves a lot. Um, I'm just serving and connecting and, 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 and being transformative in people's lives. Um, and it brings a, a an element of, of musicality, of just being an extrovert, sporty and um, yeah, just so we, we formed a great team. Great team, it's great to work together, uh, And um, so when I thought of coming here, it was just well, you know I know there's some there's one guy out here I can lean on, you know, yes. in a mercy kind of way and just say this is <laughs> I'm coming. <You> know, <laughs> help me out. Um, and there'll be no questions asked. Yeah. Uh, it's a kind of yeah. friendship. So if I do this over all those years, you right? Yeah. And, and um, it's also just really cool to in that time we were together in Rubio that um, Julie, his wife, who's from from Belfast on the island, um, came to spend um, a season with us and uh, um, just kind of serving over, over the summer break. And then came back for a year. Um, and I think that, that was the start of, of a bit of a romance. And, um, oh, okay. and it's now because it's married to And hence Island, right? <laughs> island So, yeah, it's just yeah, to be part of that whole kind of narrative, which is just really, really cool. You know? Pretty good. Um, yeah, I watched him raise boys and and love and work. and It's been really cool to be
0: part of it. Brilliant. That's really cool. That's really cool. Yeah, he's a he seems to be a man that... Uh, touches a lot of people and um, he's got a big influence on a lot of people and yeah. um, even in the, uh, the episode that was a few weeks ago we were even saying about how the influence he's had on the people in Coquil and he's been here what four years yeah. he's made a big impact on a lot of people he's definitely not a tall chap
1: <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: because there's no video but he's actually yeah. standing standing behind Ingo with his fist <laughs> with his fist Brilliant. Um, so your time in Namibia, um, I'm sure that was tough. Like if, if a country's sort of fighting for their independence and then has gained their independence, there's a big there's a lot of big changes have to happen.
1: was massive. we to go there, mm-hmm. people are against Yes. Yeah. that was part of the whole um camp uh like colonial was kind of typical of war and, mm-hmm. and 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 so I feel on the border and real internal borders. So it was a really uh, traumatic time, and within a penance people were unsure of what could happen and all the, mm-hmm. the horror stories that you know all the all the whites were going to into the sea and they're being slaughtered and, and why go? You know, um, and we just felt all of God together. You know? wow. and, and it really was tough. Uh, just, just to give you a feeling, that people had 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 put in their homes like like storage of food and stuff, and they had these escape routes that they would take in case things turned because waffles Bay was a certain enclave, just very very close to sort um, of and there was escape routes they planned, and you know, if, if the slaughter started, you know. mm-hmm. it was bizarre, but it um, none of that happened. Okay. And, and I remember going in that very first year, we right, the first youth congress in India. And myself and, and the National mm-hmm. Director of Youth for Christ were only two white people in, in order for over a 1,000. All the youth organizations were invited. I was <clears throat> sitting in the audience and hearing, you know, I saw the agenda of, yeah. Yeah, so this is a political thing. Because mm-hmm. I'm a, uh, born in Britain, so I South Africa, uh, and you're part of the history of apartheid, and all that meant, and, and you, you Became so brainwashed in a sense because you're not you're not exposed to all the realities of a country, um, and yet you go there and, and seeing this youth countries and hearing the people's sort voice of speak, and I was, um, it, was it was a, it was a massive moment for me to understand just how I was lied to all my life Okay. Um, about the realities of of the deep racism and and organized racism in the country and the disposition of black people and so on. it was just it was to you know and i remember getting up and picking up the microphone and and acknowledging that to the to this audience and saying i just uh, i feel like in as lot of forgiveness as a white person that's sort like of fought on the Golden border with on, on the Mugan side you know? and mm-hmm. So it, it was a it was a really difficult time, and also yeah, geez, people are still polarised. You know, pieces mm-hmm. have been signed, and are going to vote, but people are still the same in their different positions, in different camps. You know, and I remember young people getting up in their congress and saying, "How is it possible that we can move forward if the people, the people coming into the are still walking the streets of the capital?" Mm-hmm. You know, and, and then all the men would get up and, and say, "But you know, the, the budget must stop." need to forgive, you know, and they, they're quite reliable. And, and I was floored by it. I was actually floored by the grace and the, the forgiveness by those that have lived the atrocities. Mm-hmm. You know. um, and, and that's what broke my heart. And, and then you went back in the community like so I went, and there were, there were four high schools, a German one, an English one, an Afrikaans one, which is like a Dutch kind of, kind of history panel, and then a one for the black pupils. Okay. That's what that's the one. That's the poor one. Mm-hmm. you know. And they're deeply segregated. And what government did was they closed the, the high school in the in the local community, and all those children had to go into either Afrikaans English, or German. And so they made the, the, the new education of English. You could not only just be Afrikaans or German; it had to be English. You could have that as a second language. But it was it was appalling because these children. Were meant to go to these schools and were, were out on day one because they were welcomed by the white kids yeah. Yeah. and it's just it just so you really work with all of that mm-hmm. and and i think um i mean that's why it's one of the reasons why i asked people to come and join us as a, as a man of color um but but, but a man who has um, just journeyed so much to his own trauma of, of apartheid and seeing a bigger picture and having a heart that's been transformed by Jesus Christ and wanting to make a difference and and we read that because we would we were the organization that would bring kids together. Take them on camps, the, those do surf camps, do hikes down those rivers, do camps in in, in, in in inland and have this range of kids. Um, and because of our activities we were able to, to bring transformation in kids' lives and, and integration. That was just you know. Um, mm-hmm. And other schools, the, the institutions couldn't do that. Yeah. Um, the school itself couldn't do that. Mm-hmm. They could try and force things, but it didn't work. Um, and so we had really euphorised in sort of one to those years and had a tremendous reputation um, and respect for the work that we did. and. You know, it, it was a point where we were, well, I mean, was on, on you know, uh, was on the town council. I was like 26 years old, I'm on the town council, and I needed to remember to wear shoes I go to council. Wow. You can't wear short pants and go to the council, you know, just wear fair trousers, please. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, so, yeah, it was, those were the crazy days and hectic days, and yet, brilliant days um, I mean, yeah. We could do things that other organizations could um, yeah. And tremendous value, the schools, I mean, eventually we had a, a staff member in each of the high schools um, Full-time we would place there and would just help the school out and because of that we were able to have some penetration into the schools and any value and, um, and Then we wanted to organize things I mean, because I mean, I mean it's just a great sport so and we organised a, a a a basketball kind of league in town. You yeah. know, we just, mm-hmm. we, got, we we hustled and we got basketball courts, we nets up, and so we started a whole basketball thing, and, and the kids are playing for all different places are playing together, and, and that's what makes the that's what made it happen. Yeah, it's just it's brilliant. Right? And uh, of course, it was musical. Um, it was um, yeah, <laughs> Like, but 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 i kind I need to know is that I taught Victor how to play guitar. Yeah. Oh, see, so
0: you, you are a musical, and I've heard he him was, on the guitar. <laughs>
1: well, as soon as he learned the three chords that I had, um, <laughs> he, he went off from there. He then went off on his own and he left me behind. And that was that was really <laughs> for me that he just left me behind and, and he just grew and grew and he just uh, he That's there. disappointing. He didn't take me with
0: him. I thought he would have taken me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I took you with him.
1: But I put him all the guitar. Yeah. No, do you think Just on last that. Names, yeah, you know, that's. So. I was allowed to play full yeah, oh. on the background.
0: Oh. That's disappointing. Yeah. I thought he would have took you under his wing. and, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like he's pretty much Jimi Hendrix now. <laughs> so.
1: I've never seen it before where Victor would, would pick up a piano and it's like blinking away at the ivory and then you'd, you'd hear the notes and then you'd listen to a song and you'd think away and then you'd, you'd play it. Uh huh. How do you do that? Yeah. I
0: mean, a, oh yeah. <laughs> no <laughs> one should be allowed to do that no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> well it? just turning into the victor court appreciation club yeah. so <laughs> yeah, right <laughs> yeah so the, the shift off on that one <laughs> um, so excuse my ignorance um, Namibia just to get back to that wh- who were they fighting for independence from um, wh- oh, from South wh- Africa. Africa so it was all. it was all right okay I'm not very, I, I know very basic things about the, the whole situation, so, so but...
1: the movie was, was, in earlier years, was called um, German West Africa.
0: Okay, I was going to ask and where the small, German side south 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 came
1: south from. It from the South West Africa then at one stage. Okay. So it's from German community, but still then, you know, it became kind of an independence from um from Southern Africa. Okay. Southern Africa and South African influence and, and white influence. Okay. Um, Germany at that point had a far less influence, um, but it was dominated by white, um, the white folk in the country kind of ran at that, you know, mm-hmm. um, and with South Africa being in the wings. And then so the, 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 the fight was against communism. Okay. That is really, really big issue around the world. And so Angola was had a lot of support from communist from countries, okay. as well as in Mozambique. And so, South was fighting communism both on the Mozambique front and on the um, and on the Angolan front. Okay. Um, and so, your all your uh, your uh, the rebel movements against colonization south ended up being um, supported by communist countries to be able to have the fight. You know, mm-hmm. and, have, and have some power. Yeah. And that is the, the 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 west from. From communism, and so became those became the fights, as it were. Okay. Um, and it was all, this, I think opportunities by I mean, you know, Western powers always just, just grabbing these things, and, and, mm-hmm. and, and, and Russia was playing their game with Cuba and so on. Yeah. Um. And so yeah, so there was, there was the fights, okay. and it was mostly you know from the territory the, the, the of of the North part of the moon.
0: Okay, I didn't realize that. Um. Yeah. Whenever we you know whenever we're in school, we sort of. Learn briefly about you know, the Cold War and the whole issue, but really, Africa in general is not mentioned yeah. in is any of our history.
1: Where communism could try and create foothold, mm-hmm. and so it would agitate rebellion against the colonizing West. Yeah. You see. Um, and then they would then support those rebel movements. Yeah. Because it would be great if they could turn those countries into communist countries. Yes. And it would also be a different colonialism. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it wasn't really about freedom, it was mean, really independence. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, Zimbabwe, which is also just north of South Africa, um, I mean, they, they got their independence from, from the bridge uh-huh. um, and with Robin Gawi at that stage. Yes. So, there was a lot of activity all on our borders. And yeah. Um, yeah. In, in, in those years, those, um, they call it in, in the home language the Roy right Khafar, which is like the Red Danger. You know, um, oh, okay. Communism. And so that was Mozambique was was because they they, they they colonized the Portuguese. Okay. Um, and then once the Portuguese were get, were were asked to leave, you yeah, had thirty years of civil war within Mozambique among Mozambicans. You know, okay. All over into our to so, well, the South. So, was a I mean, the the sixties, seventies, and eighties were not not good years.
0: No. Okay. No. Visible. Wow. I. You know, I often heard about, you know, sort of troubles, but usually, usually whenever we talk about troubles, it's usually troubles at home first. I didn't realize that so many, so, you know, I obviously knew a little of the, you know, apartheid in South Africa and things like that, but I didn't realize it stretched that far, yeah. um, to be honest. um, So, I don't know if you want to get into this or not, you can swerve this if you want or don't, uh, but what was it like growing up in a South Africa that was so divided? Um, from, from your perspective, because obviously last time we sort of got a bit of a glimpse um, from Victor's side, sure. but I assume your side's polar opposite. Uh,
1: absolutely, right? mate. Um, yeah, when you grow up in a world, you... things are, are normal, mm-hmm. and, and as a white person, you growing up in a white community, um,
0: things are just normal in the sense that... Sorry, can I you move, to move your mic slightly okay. closer? Yeah, please. Your That's grand. Yes.
1: So, so i growing up in a white home where the person working my garden is a black person, the person working in the house is a black lady, and um, they would, you know, you, you grew up by your, your family, my mom would feed um, the staff, um, and we'd give them a tin plate and a tin mug, and they would eat outside, they wouldn't eat inside, and then have an outside bathroom to go to. And the people that are doing all the work, all the manual labor, all the Ryan's, all these black people, but you, they don't live in your midst. They live far away. So you don't see anything. You know, the, the only medium we have of, of, of influence was the radio, and there was control. So you get okay. given certain information all the time. And also, there was a, a, a religious era with church and states and you know, days of prayer, for rain, all that kind of stuff. This is God. Um, and he did hear uprisings in, in, the, in the townships. <clears throat> and, but the way it was spun, it was always that, that, that they only um, rebelled against this, that, and the other, but we were somebody because we're giving them free education, we're giving them these things, but you never get the real history, you never get the real story. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in my family, you know, they perpetuated that idea that um, you know, there's never any question about chi that's not fair that's not right. I mean I knew people that way. Mm-hmm. Um, it was never and and so I knew Yeah. And I'm ashamed to say that. Like, you know, just just kind of just rent it. I mean, my wife was, was was far more probably astute in in feeling I think that that the human atrocity of how things are. Um, and, and, and I didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember leaving school because you only play, you do everything in a white world. You see the sign that say Whites only. And you go, to, well, that's a medical, you know. Yeah. And, 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 and it's, it's, I'm ashamed to even admit that that is, that I, I saw that and it never jarred my, my heart and soul in it. And I went to the Navy. I joined in the Navy when I was in the school. And uh, we had the young people in, in, in with me that were from the Cape Flats. We had some Indian folk and so on. Um, so you have people of colour, We you don't have any black people, because they just never came to the Navy, you know. But you have a lot of coloured folk, and there's like people in the Cape who called coloured, because okay. you know, they are mixed races. Okay, yes. And which-wise, there are Indian folk um, coming out of the Durban uh, in, in area, the top area, coming out as, as slaves, possibly um, from India, and then just grew a huge community and off that kind of group. Um, and, and because that was normal, that was normal too. And so I had mm-hmm. and have, have friends and we we'll chat and, and so on. And 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 truly started to start to question things. Mm-hmm. Um, and then going to Namibia, that to me was 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 a breakthrough because you know I heard from from black people mm-hmm. um, the real story and it just blew my mind. It really blew my mind that that we as as white people in Southern Africa, that's what we did. Uh, we hear mm-hmm. these brutal stories, and I never heard those stories. I was never aware of those stories. Yeah, because you always saw things through the lens of people being ungrateful, people being. Because some stories of stuck uh, to the media, and and I just realized shot. And so the that I've been lied to all mm-hmm. my life. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and that was really probably one of the biggest turning points in my in my life, and, and as. It's changed the way i engage with in it anymore, you know? um, and so even the work I'm involved in you know, is an outcome of some of it. Okay. Because we've wronged people so profoundly over so many decades. Um, and something must be done, because you know when a minority gets a majority of people, for better of time, you, you when destroy something so profoundly deep in, 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 in the psyche of people. And even now, maybe, instance, I've been for 20 odd years, um, that psyche still has not been removed because people still feel, as black people, it's reinforced enforced every day that they are less bad. Okay. By the way they look at the world around them, because white people still have the majority of, of the resources. Okay. The majority of that, people still are labourers and have struggle with education, struggle with all these things of life and struggle with with um, ownership and starting businesses and be able to get it get the next phase up in life. It's still, so like every day okay. they still struggle, you know. Um, and so it's reinforced all the time and, 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 and I don't know how it breaks that mm-hmm. um, because politics is is not is the what the saviors don't do for us. It makes good people. Um, the politicians make political decisions. Yes. They relate to power and a monopoly of, of that power and where the money is. Mm-hmm. And that's just unfortunate. You know, we've seen over twenty years in our country that you know one would hope that that when people take the power back and can now Steer the way, the way it should have gone from the, from the beginning with, with Mandela's kind of um, statement of oh, I, uh, like yeah you know, I, I want I want to see people integrated I want to see people enjoying the same things I want to see equality mm-hmm. um, you know one king kind of that like dream you know yeah um, it's what, what Mandela spoke like about and and, and we never achieve that at all because political leadership was taken done a a road that. Hasn't honoured that promise. Okay. Um, and and so the poor people in the country, um, they are poor still, mm. and they're disenfranchised still. Um, few have had an opportunity to enter uh, the world of money and capital, um, and they are all people that are primarily linked mm-hmm. to power, yeah, influence. And the black middle class is very growing Um
0: Okay, and is part of that, the, you, know, you were saying about politicians making political um, movements, but is the, the governmental set up in South Africa, is it sort of positioned in a way where a certain number of people from this side of the community and a certain number of people from this side of the community have to be in power? Or is um, is it is it just a f- sort of free for all? Yeah, pure democracy. It's hundred percent.
1: Yeah. So um, the Evangelical Congress is mm-hmm. the main political party. Okay. Um, they are seen to be the party that brought about liberation. Yeah. Um. And so they'll get sixty-five, one point eight million, two thirds of majority. And so you don't have strong. your opposition isn't strong enough yeah. to really to have influence. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. So you don't have a a, a multi party kind of
0: leadership in British politics. Yeah. Matters, yeah. Um, unfortunately. Okay. Uh, Interesting. Um. Well, maybe we we'll maybe shift off um from the, <laughs> the the politics and whatnot um, and get to um well sort of why you're here. Sure. Um. So can uh you give me a bit of a maybe a brief history of am I saying this right L- the city? Yeah, the um, Just how it started, um, what it is, and um, you were saying that it means light. Yeah. In which language?
1: Um, it's in Venda.
0: Sorry? Venda. Venda. Yeah. How many languages are there? Is,
1: oh, there are about 13 languages, 13. Um, 11 official. Okay. and are also recognized as official language. Okay. But there are at least 11 um, significant tribes. Okay. People groups. Uh speak a, a particular language. Okay.
0: Uh you yeah. know. Um why am, why did you pick this language as the name?
1: Well it, it's it's, a, it's a, you know the, the it's a, um it's a recognized language in uh, our area. Okay. And and the word received also is a recognized word. Okay. Um and so yeah, the, the local people would need to understand yeah, so it be it, to it,
0: yeah, it's, yes. it's a word that they use regularly then. So it's, yeah, so it's, it's a
1: word about, it's in the mm-hmm. and, and that they the written their vocabulary and they would understand mm-hmm. the connection yes. to
0: education and the word right. And is that their first language or would they mainly speak English in, so, uh, in the area you work?
1: The rural folk and people in community and, and most of all the black folk in the country would speak a, their own language. Okay. Um, um, yeah, and then they would learn English often as a third language. because okay. You know, if you're Zulu, you would, you would speak Zulu, but you'd also be working, probably when you speak Gaza, um, and or Sutu, or, depending on where you are in the country, and then English would be your third language. Okay. Um, yeah.
0: Okay, so you really it's sort of a, you don't use that English that regularly then?
1: I mean, English has become the, the, the language of, of commerce and industry. Yeah, and so it, it is the language probably that, that, that is spoken across the board. Mm-hmm. And and so you find that, that English is the medium of education from a certain stage in school. Okay, um, just that you can become a player in, in, this, in this broader world and living it. and that that just comes with, with, with some challenges because again it's a third language. That you're trying to learn later in life. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't you don't start. From, from when you are being weaned um, with the English language, yeah, and I um, mean we all
0: know that, that language is best learned at a very very young age, mm-hmm. and it's hard to learn that when you are you know, seven, eight, nine, even yeah. older, yeah. Um, okay. You know. So sorry, I went off on a sidetrack there. <laughs> <laughs> and So Lucetti, and tell us a little about it. Oh, um, I
1: think. In fact, one bit of bit of um, backstory that the, the, the education of the country has. Hasn't hasn't done that well, you know. Okay. Um, and so it's going weaker and weaker. Okay. Um. And and so we find that our kids they are in government schools. Mm-hmm. So the three levels of Okay. private school very, very good. Then you've got um, government schools that are in your main urban areas. They are still reasonably strong. Um, they were they came through from the apartheid days they are strong. I mean government schools. And have, and have remained that to a large measure, and then you get the rest of the government's um, system of schooling. Um, so in our communities, in our larger communities, um, you'll have government schools. Um, but they're really, the level of education is really really good. Uh, okay. Natural um, research, research shows us that we at the one percentile of literacy and literacy around the world. Okay. We perform worse than some of the war-torn countries like Sudan and so on. You know? And you're going, how is it possible we spend so much money to and how does it be reformed so um, And so there's a lot of politics in the background, okay. why education is so quick. Um, but the reality is that really quick. So um, it's not a the best way of is that there were some students, students, university students, that um, were just visiting a community because their mother was a social worker. They would go there with her. Um, it was a small informal settlement. Informal is where people come go there, they set up their own little shacks. Some some kind of shacks and kind of kind of living, and they would work in the area where it may be. So there's no running water, there's no no electricity, there's no toilet facilities. Just a long drop. Um, Do you know what that is? uh,
0: No, sorry. Okay, yes, 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 yes. Sorry, yes.
1: Between and and there's no electricity and there's no running water, and so there may be a they bring a a water line and there's one tap in the community or two taps in the community. Okay. Cold called water and that's it, you know. And so this community, these universities go there and help these children with homework and Mm -hmm. practice prepare for exams. Okay. And then then, by then they just realize the enormity of of, of the the lab. They then approached the school where I'm at to say can we utilize the classrooms to bring the children here and then just help them with their homework and help them help them with particularly with maths and english. Okay. And that's what they did. They should bring them from the community to the school in their cars and then just drill them with the basis of maths and English. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was from grade four, which is about nine, ten, okay. To grade eleven, which is about normal seventeen that we had like a twenty one year old in that grade. Uh-huh. So it's a year before they were Um and they just try to just drill maths and these math is the basic stuff. So they would try to do like, like times tables. And the kids would recite the times table, but if you ask them, you know, what's six times eight, out of sequence, they wouldn't be able answer either. Yeah. Um, and and these guys then after this, this for four years, every Saturday, try to help these kids, and they just found that the level of progress was very, very poor. Okay. Um, it was better than was a left them alone, mm-hmm. um, but you would have said the problem and this wasn't happening. Uh, halfway through those first four years I got involved, and I said, Let me help you guys with the bus. So uh, the a general bus all we to the school bus, you're extra controlling, at least in the guys would save some time we be better prepared and so on. and that was great. Mm-hmm. Um you know, after four years of these students are going out okay, that's we time out we we have done. We don't seem to make a difference, real difference, and also we're just exhausted. Mm-hmm. Um then I got involved and say, well, this is this is important work because here have got a whole bunch of kids that need help. Um but what's wrong? What, what's on Why isn't it working? So we did a benchmark test. So Ryan I mean just uh, get your head around this way is that you have all these kids in the class, all these kids from about like, 10, like, 10 to about 17 and to 21 years old, and you did have a base a baseline test um for like for 10 year olds, in uh-huh. English. So for example, a a child could add a half and a quarter. Okay? Okay. And you don't understand what you're looking at. How do, you it, how do you get to grade 11? Okay. But a child could do a, a word sign, say this with five apples, eats two, gives one away, hand the share couldn't understand the question, couldn't read it. Okay. It. Um and everybody hang on to what's it? just fundamental issues i missing here. Uh-huh. Um, and we have been in people that would just help us to understand what is the root cause here. Um, and what, was, what became quite apparent is that we children in our community here, yeah, I imagine mean, the same is true here, but we're all kind of, I suppose, uh, I don't know what they call the word, educated kind of, or whatever you want to call it. But from the time the child was born, the child was still there. We needed a whole pre-school process. where all, your we're pre-literacy, pre-numeracy, all those layers are are, are are laid down in the brain, the brain development is taking place, potential developments and all those developmental milestones are being reached at the preschool level, and that continues through your first couple of years in primary school. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it was it was very clear people come to us and say, understand that as a child as a child grows, it first experiences the world through its body. And then it becomes kinesthetic, of and then it becomes 3D, and then it's 2D, and then it's conceptual. These kids had none of those layers laid down, none of that foundation laid down. They walk into school. Okay, they never had any preschool. They walk into school, and I only becomes two D. Mm-hmm. And so conceptually, they they've had they've had no building foundation for them to receive two um, D information and conceptual mm-hmm. information. Okay. And so the, the, they couldn't under, they could fathom what is a half, what is a quarter, what does that mean? Yes. Yeah. Um. So we, we then got got into a relationship with, with Lego Foundation and lot loaded their educational manipulatives, their toys, their, their educational material. And we started to really do this do these activities with kids, we did puzzles. So we asked them this? and she said, We need to try and fast track some of those developmental milestones. And so we would do things like puzzles and 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 activities that would cross the midline, that would create specific hmm. development, that would um, get visual memory kind of enhanced and so on. Um, so it so gives you a feel. I mean, you all know Lego, I'm uh-huh. um, sure, yeah. activity. There's a booklet that comes with it, uh-huh. and got two little pictures. One says, take those two little pieces and put them together like this. Uh-huh. And these kids will not be able to interpret the 2D picture into a 3D picture. Okay. Couldn't do it. Right, okay. And so, but they do it quite quickly, they would show them. It was just showing how it works. And then they'll kind of catch on, and then they would really enjoy building. Yeah. So we get them to, to move quite quickly. But the concrete phase was very, very important yeah. Yeah, to, to work through to start understanding. And then we could they go to teach them mathematics. Yes. To teach them what is a whole, what's a half, what's a quarter, mm-hmm. what if you add two halves, what if you add a half and a quarter. Yeah. Because now they could see it, they could feel it, they could play with it, they could make it happen. Yeah. Uh, we even had our grade, our senior boys that same year, because our first year with Archika was over, we we gave them robotics. They got a the robotics um, thing called Mindstorm. Yes. And so we had these kids, I mean, behind the laptops and, and these, these little robots. And you see them not put a computer on. You know, they didn't know how to use a mouse. Um, and I to them how to log on was was took us weeks. and then to build a robot we would take you three minutes. Yeah. Half an hour max. Uh-huh. It took us it took us four, four Saturdays. Okay. Because like they just the whole process, yeah. But the joy of completion. And then they also learn these things and and, and and it was fascinating. It was, I was telling you yesterday that there's we had this map that we work on and there's like two lines. We uh, say, get this road to move from this line to that line. Uh-huh. And they did through experiment like this experiment. So mm-hmm. there's a little icon that's wheel rotation, and they put number two, and it goes, oh, there's a little part, okay, go back okay, make it four, and through so trying to get it trying to get it to where it was going. And yeah. You, know, you just spend the whole day doing it, so how can we do it yeah. faster? The guy's got to try to store, mm-hmm. and, well, maybe we know how far it is, Yeah. so, all right, how do you measure? How do you do that? Oh, we need to measure. How do you do that? How do you, do that? How do you need a ruler. Okay, let's give birth the ruler. Okay, I'm the ruler. Now I'm it. And now what you know, What right now. Okay, but maybe we need to work out how often does the world turn and then listen. Okay, how are you going to do that? So, some guys would measure it, we'd mark the wheel, and, and other guys would measure the world, piece of paper, and lay it down, and so on, so on, so on. And, and the guys would then work something out. Mm-hmm. The whole process of doing that was through constructive, um, contextual learning. They saw yes. they were solving a problem. Yeah, you teach them they lo- logical problem yeah. solving. Yeah. Yeah. And at the end of that, I was like, okay, guys, so now this is taking you to school. 40 minutes, you know. How can it faster? No, they don't So they go. let me show you a magic trick here. Okay, so on the number, that number needs a distance from end to end, you know. Mm-hmm. It's called diameter, okay? Let's This uses formula, pi, and you work out the exact uh, uh, um, uh, number of rotations. Yeah. So they look it up, it's, it's, it's 6.7, put it in, bang, they straight there. They are amazed, that is, at the Q it. Yeah. So they just learn pie circumference, diameter and they'll never forget it. and they can reuse that skill.
0: Yeah, without really knowing it, through enjoying, you know, yeah. through having fun, so, so done, enjoying done,
1: it. What school would do is, is on a two D platform. Yeah. Work out pie, draw it on the wall mm-hmm. and on the, on the on the board, and the child in mind, you're talking. Yeah. So with these kids, that that have such poor levels of education, um, we need we needed to completely flip education. Because we can't recontent these kids. We each on on content with business. Um, even with maths and English, all kinds of stuff. So we went on, on, on a project-based learning approach. So it's them a problem to solve that's contextual to their, their curriculum, loosely. And from that point, then, they could um, learn the content, solve the problem, and, and begin to get a belief that I can learn, I can become better, I can solve mm-hmm. problems, and I can... And I'm not stupid. Yeah. Then you know? also, English was a massive thing for us. Mm-hmm. And so what we did is we, we, we looked at a company called Lab Online. It's a web-based reading development program. And it's, it's, it's a hell of a hang an intelligent program. because it does, it does all the, the perceptual and visual developmental stuff that you need in order to um, read, mm-hmm. recognize, see, and extract information. And if I tell you, you know, how... Uh, normal kids would be at a certain level. We're to start these kids at literally a grade 1, grade 2 level. Mm-hmm. Some of our grade 4s and 5s, we're put into a, 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 a grade lot in grade 1 level. Okay. Okay. Um, That's So for example, the, the other the, those games where you have the different the, the tiles that you turn over, you get a maximum and show you yes. where they work. Yes. Okay. So this the program would, would show you four little tiles mm-hmm. and they would turn so they're there and then one would turn over for a second and turn back. Yeah. And the guy would go, that was too quick. Got okay. Too yeah. So you know, what do you mean? You know? And it was too hard for them. Okay. So, so they so their visual memory, their visual perception, just very, very quick. And and we started this program and within five, ten minutes the guys are squinting at the screen these like, oh, eye problems, so they're all for they've come back. They're not their eyes, their eyes are just under the, the muscles in their eyes are not developed. not and so we've we have I mean we are on this program, um, these kids go after year and we've seen a thirty-five percent, twenty-five to thirty five percent increase in comprehension, in reading ability. So suddenly they well, the whole thing of school is if you just learn to read, you can read to learn. Yeah. And suddenly these kids are able to, to read better. Yeah. And they're able to learn better. So we've seen um, in their own in their school environment that they've had a simple got two small increases in average mark we haven't taught history, we haven't taught geography, we haven't taught any of other stuff, Mm -hmm. but we've we've taught a broad kind of of package, and we've talked a lot on English, and yet other things are learnt through, at least to to problem solve.
0: You've put the foundations in place. So
1: so for example, say the grade grade sevens were there, 12 for 13 year olds. So right, for example, the next couple of weeks we're going to build a cup. A great excitement, build a cut. but now we need to measure angles, We we need to talk about material, we need to make things work, and then you say, like, you know, how do you fly?" a kite, you throw it in the air, we'll try that, it doesn't work, you know, it used to be balanced. and so then you tail, one the tail, and then yeah. you say, hey, let's fly. Well, you're gonna tie rope to it, and you're gonna know, run. Okay, so run, why do you so running? Well, the can okay. So, what causes the kite to fly? And and so now, the wind is blowing, okay, now this wind, okay, it's flying, great. Now, what, what, what are you Where does it come from? Mm-hmm. And and society because you're engaging in a in a, in a contextual way yeah. that is practical and real, the kids are learning so much. Yes. You know, especially just in the classroom and the, the teachers will just read the textbook. Yeah. Because the, the 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 tragic thing is that the teachers have come to the very same system that the kids are experiencing. So they're not better able necessarily to to educate because the ability is it's not much better than, than the kids in the ability yeah. with lack of foundation. Yeah. Um, and so we've seen some real growth. There's a point yeah. we had a, one of our kids um, come to the city, he um, worked so hard and then he then got a bursary at Heronbridge mm-hmm. College. He yeah. Graduated and I then got even involved in a in, in, in foundation uh, with NetBank, who's one of our banks, and we the leadership and he's doing This year we've got two more kids that we give a bursary to at herobridge We've got uh, um, two more kids that come from the city that are particularly that are now gonna the bank foundation leadership as well, yeah? And good. so we're seeing kids I mean we had just yeah, come on to break, okay? Um, I mean we've been mentioning Parliament, uh-huh. um, the city front, and we've got a receipt a letter from Parliament saying what you doing. There's a there's a organization called a body called Umanusi. Okay. Which is the, the governing body of all of education in the country, both school and tertiary. And and they've got either private or government, they oversee everything. Um, and and so there's a lady there who's the head of research at the and she's been checking us out for the last forty years. Um, last year she sent one of her main staff to come and do a master's thesis on the city and it's coming to three nineteen, she's going back to do a doctorate and through other major universities in the country on on what we're doing and how, how successful it is. Mm-hmm. And how um, yeah, it's just the, 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 and the, the concept that she's made is saying she's seen kids in, in a sort of contextual way, learning incredibly well and learning quickly, and with a low base, and really, really excelling in their learning. And we had teachers tell the class, where did you learn your mathematics? She says, at, at, at Youngbridge, at the city." She tells the whole class, you must all go to Youngbridge. Yeah, are we well, why is teaching that language better, you know? Yeah. Um, but those abilities aren't there to retool mm. the teachers in a massive thing. Right? Yeah. And and so we we've spawned another set of a school Okay. As it were at another local school in that area with some of those volunteers. So mm-hmm. we run on volunteers. Uh, we've got some staff that kind of head up the show, we've got administrators mm-hmm. and farm and field workers, and we the have a pastoral person. But the majority work is done by volunteers. These are all professional people who come here Sunday morning, um, one or two Saturdays a month. Yeah. And, and, and they, they facilitate learning uh, as opposed to having to teach a curriculum. Yes. And, and then, I mean, once a year we, we have a, an expo where all those projects are put on public display. And all the parents are invited, and, and we invite people all over the show from the school and in our community. And they then come in and look, and the, 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 the um, city kids then we'll present and talk through and demonstrate and so on. And we train them to do that. Because mm-hmm. all we know is, is that we can't re educate these children, but we can we can definitely develop their twenty first century skills, which is you know, which be creative, problem solving, collaboration, uh, presentation, being able to communicate well yeah. um, and, and group and all the kind of stuff, you know. And, and that's what we're seeing happen. And that's why when Lucy is so impressed by what we're doing. Yeah. they see those very skills coming through. Yeah. Um but in a way that that, that is contextual with kids. What well, I mean contextual is that um, here is a private school, so it's the got we are stuck. If we made the kids work in that environment, that can't be duplicated at a huge level. Yeah. And so we we literally work with waste material. So for example, we had the great eggs, do the palm system, how the lungs work. Mm-hmm. And and so we had a coat, a 2 coke bottle, plastic one, cut the bottom off seal the top, put in two straws, put two uh, uh, um, balloons, the bottom straws, yep. put it in the cellophane. If you pull the cellophane down, the balloons inflate. You push them back up again, the balloons deflate. Yes. So we talk about, and then that becomes the model to demonstrate how things work. And yes. It's a simple little thing. The yep. kids research it, the kids make it. Mm-hmm. And the kids then can can talk talk to the public yes. about how their lungs work. Yeah. And the best thing that i in the whole the of mm. you know, they understand that the diaphragm moves down just automatically, you know, yeah. and therefore pulls air. You don't know, have to suck. Yeah, you know, it just comes yeah. in. You know? Yeah, and, and and that's how it works. And the kids, and the kids never forget it. Yeah, we've done, we've done a heart system. We've done purification of water. We've done uh, electricity. We've done so many projects, and and some of those are on, are, on our website. Right? You know, we've got a lot of projects we did this year. We also have this video, some of the, some of the story on our, our website, and we have that also becomes a little resource for people that are looking at project-based learning as, as, a, as, a, as, a, as a, to augment their education process. There's the schools that are looking at uh, employing a project-based learning approach, um, this is probably a better way than the old school work learning or, yeah. You
0: know. Yeah, that's outstanding. That's amazing. Mm. It's very interesting, coming even just from, from our perspective, because we... Give our education system pretty bad rap over here a lot of the time. Would you agree? Yeah, Victor shaking his head. Yes, yeah, yeah. um, but just listening to that, we take so much for granted. Just that you know, our the the basic blocks for learning are already already there for us. When it's just not there for for everybody, that's that's outstanding. And and, and so
1: the problem is for the vast majority of children in Uh huh. Yeah. And, and the, the weight of that is like that that, the stats <coughs> show that over a million children, mm-hmm. a 100,000 staff growing one year year, less than half of those were right there in the trip, final year. Okay, yes. Of those, and the, the past market quiet uh, through government has been lowered to point in the year 35%. Okay, thirty-five percent for maths subjects, and forty for your first language, and and, and for mathematics. Yeah. Did you pass?
0: And uh, less than half for passing. Did you say? Yeah. 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 Wow.
1: And and the problem is that they, even though they've the metric, um so the school in our area that if you, that we that uh, we draw all our kids from, um, there's three four schools in our we draw most of our kids from. That all that teachers can do in the final analysis is. Teach the children to pass the paper. Any any exam or test is is is, is range. a range of questions. And the first question, like no, questions, are just regurgitate information. Yeah. Then you add a little bit more, add mm-hmm. a little bit more information, and then you have a higher level thinking. Yeah. To get paid. Uh-huh. Okay. And so they made the pass mark, you can regurgitate half of what you know in your past. Right. Okay. Um, so all the teachers do in, you know, the CFA is within really these schools, is they literally draw them to pass a paper. Yeah. No, no, no. It means nothing to them, but nothing. to them. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's why the natural are not put the fore. Yeah. Because they, you can't you be them to workplace given instruction. They can't follow it. Yeah. It's just the, the gaps are so massive. They're never
0: taught how to learn. Yeah.
1: How yeah. to think and how to execute. Yeah. Um. And and. We are doing our kids in our country a, a, a massive service. and that, that well that's bring mildly. I mean we just be mortgaging the future. Mm-hmm. Um, because all these kids that they turn eighteen and have dissertation. Yeah. And so half of them more than half don't even write the metric. Others are right. Your pass your pass mark you know, is about 65 is about percent pass. You drink to the deal of, of those that pass, you go but the, the pass means nothing. Because mm. a paper you receive, isn't that you can't have yeah. it teaching coming in because it's useless. Yeah. Uh, but all those kids have have aspirations and potential. Yeah,
0: yeah. So the kids are hungry to learn. They want to learn, but just the there's nothing there to yeah, to teach them I mean, essentially. Our, our
1: hungry to learn, but we're in an environment where no development mm-hmm. is limited. Like so, so, the teachers have given up. Yeah. I mean, management isn't isn't really engaging because there's no accountability, kind of mm-hmm. um, there's no accountability kind of system in place, um, and and so it's just you get these diminishing returns where school just doesn't happen. Uh-huh. Kids will do break time will go home or leave and come back when they feel like it. Yeah. So you you you've you've lost the whole. Thing. It's a systemic problem. I mean, it, yeah. it, it's broken in a in a profound way. Yeah, um, and. And yet, it's amazing that the kids come. I had a, a headmaster of, of a local school um, come and be at one of our junior just to kind of give feedback of our expo day to the kids. And he was saying, if you look at the number of hours in real terms we have for these projects, it's about two weeks of solid school. He says, I can't get my kids to do in two weeks.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, when the kids are producing, the other these kids are smart. They're all yeah. done. Yeah. You know? um, just they need someone to tear them up. Mm-hmm. To engage properly. Yeah. Um, and, and so the educational process also, when you've got kids that are from 10 years old up to 20 years old, and they bring the brokenness of the community with them as well. Okay. So, so it is a challenging environment. You work really, really hard. Um, and, and these kids are desperate to be loved, to be seen, to be valued. Um, but, you know, six days out of seven, their lives are traumatic because the, what they what they experience in the community is traumatic. Um, the level of, of violence and abuse and and, and just deprivation and, and the brokenness of dignity is this and this. You know, it's a small thing, but is that privacy? Do you have one shack and all the time you in one shack, is that privacy? Yeah. You know, and you're a young girl, is that privacy? The average girl in South Africa, these community schools will lose three, four, five days every month because of the administration, period. because they don't have access to to the right uh, equipment you know, and the right stuff. Yeah. So they don't go to school. Yeah, comment. Cool. Um, and so on, so on, so on. It's just it's like, it's like layer upon layer upon layer. Yeah. So I mean. We this is how the Christmas party is a closing for our year and we had the kids write on a piece of paper their first, second, third choice of Christmas gift within a a, kind of a, a range. Mm-hmm. We had kids asking for a face for exam pads, for for um, just the most basic of life. Yeah? Yeah. No don't, don't ask you anything fancy. Yeah. Um, yeah. some of the boys ask for soccer balls because that's life, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> but the girls will ask for for, for, for tampons, they'll ask for, for those kind of things, you like wow. Yeah. Yeah. Toothpaste. Yeah. 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 Seriously. You know, school shoes, school shoes, yeah. was probably the, the one item that was the most requested, the school shoes. Yeah. Yeah. Um and, and, and this is like a, a cross section, and it's a small sampling of, 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 of a broad reality. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Yeah uh, it's a, it's mean uh, look at the whole picture you're like well, you know, stuff you're gonna do and then it's you what know, thing in the dark, you know?
0: Yeah, it's pretty uh, harrowing, yeah.
1: But but I, I just the, and I actually believe it. That you touch one life you you make a difference, in, Yeah. Um and so you find a way of we find well it. We are seeing that the lots of influence. Yeah. Kids are being impacted and when the fact that the two kids are coming to Hambridge on the scholarship is a sign. Yeah. Know? Um but three kids have three kids have been come through the city on our on on of the net bank internship, you know learnership. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and that's brilliant. They would never have an opportunity. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so and and, and the impact of on one life, it impacts a whole family unit. it, it is it is massive. You know, the, the only capacity to go from being a labourer or not having a job. Which will enjoy you that and that we probably have the highest well the highest level of clothes in the world. Yeah. You know? And then you make one difference. It's amazing that, 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 that nothing on the 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 not on you know. Yeah. And uh, so yeah, we'll, we'll keep
0: doing our spar fishing. Yeah, that's amazing. That's actually amazing. <laughs> um yeah that's that's pretty outstanding, this. Obviously, a lot of hard work as well, and lots of time. Um, but I suppose once you see even even one person, um, it makes a makes it a success, doesn't it? Nice. Yeah, it's outstanding that you're. You know, we are always you know often talk about changing lives, and making an impact, but that's a real impact. Giving someone the an opportunity, opportunity is all you need. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so one of the questions that I've had written down here is um, the sustainability of the, the Saturday school, but um, I'm not sure if it if it really matters if it's sustainable or not. If you're making that much of an impact, um, and the interest is there, um, I'm sure it'll happen. But let's let's talk about it anyway. Um, how sustainable is it?
1: Um, I think I mean, the demand is massive. We... We can only have... We can only come out with our kids. Primarily because of the need to have yeah, access to computer labs. Mm-hmm. So, uh, which a school program. So at Cambridge College, we've got um, a primary school and a high school on the same campus. separated credit on the same campus. So we've actually now even moved half of the Mercedes kids into the prep school, the primary school the environment to have access to those computers. They, need, they need about 45 minutes to an hour on, on a computer every time And um, so utilise both school labs um, to maximum capacity. So that, that, that's what limits our numbers. But also, um, the only effect of this kind of, 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 of transformative kind of desire we have with small numbers, you can't have 40 kids in a class. Yeah. Um, so we, we've turned away double the amount of people that we can accommodate, uh, And that's just from our little catchment here. Uh, we have parents that come to us in this time of year, um, mm-hmm. everyday people are walking into, into our office and asking for registration forms. Because they've heard, they've heard, they've heard, they've heard. They heard. Um, and, and so the staff that work at the University College, uh, I mean, so many of the staff have their kids at the city. Because they, they know me, they know our team, they know the whole thing, and, and they, they've heard the story. And, and so, sustainability is that the kids volunteer to come. Yeah. It's like a portion. And so, the demand is massive. And you just gotta look at the numbers. The yeah. sustainability is comes where, you know, I'm a full time person that, that runs the show, someone needs to manage it, organize it, and so on. Um, we need someone to help us with the administration. There's a lot of data we need to do, a lot of organisation, mm-hmm. um, plus classes, all that kind of stuff. Imagine a school of 180 kids, you know. Um, so it's a decent fast school, to year-end with all the requirements around it. Mm-hmm. And then we've got people that help us on the day. We've got a, a pastoral person because these kids come with socially, emotional, massive issues that so we need to go and do as well. We can't just say, well, that's not my job. I'm here to do something. Yeah. Um, and I can you know, volunteers to you engage and all that. So, because kids will come with a Kids will come with, it with their stuff, you know. Yeah. And so, and yeah. I need a little person that can do it. Yeah. So, so that's where the sustainability comes in. Yeah. Uh, we have a great partnership with the school. We have got great partnership with Bab online and an organisations that, that can help give us, uh, kind of assist us with you know. We have an organization, SPAR, and I see, I've seen the name here as well, the grocery store. Yes. So our local spa provides us all the meals in like, And they've got a little thing going where they get students, kids from the area to come and prepare the meals and they come in to deliver them. so it's, like a, it's like a kind of knock on effect, you know? Yeah. Um, the sometimes at coming paying salaries. Yeah. Um, the school provides the buses, they they pick up the cost of that. You know? mm-hmm. Um use a lot of the environment, no cost to us. So the that, just being the band reporting, that's all covered by the school for us. So those are great partnerships. But the, the bigger deal is, is the salaries and then the, the resources we may use on an basis. Right? So that's my job. Yeah, and my responsibility as, as chair of, of the board um, and as the, the spearhead for the whole work um, is to is to ensure that and keep it going. You know? Yeah,
0: brilliant, brilliant. And how many staff do you do you have, or how many volunteers?
1: So full time, but you know one full time person, one three quarter person, and then your part time person, three quarter kind of guy. It is only because we don't have funds for yeah. I mean I could I could have I could have a handful of pastoral personnel I couldn't, couldn't touch things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the people that we employed are people that are unemployable. They don't have jobs. And so they have people that are either are parents, the kids are overseas, and they just they reach out just way you say, Okay, this is a job. So you help us set things up, you help sort sort things out, you help set up computers in the morning and so on. You've got you know, three people that in the farm. So We're now employing and we give them a stipend for their work that they do. And so it's a minimum wage, um, but they, they're working one day a week. Mm-hmm. You know, one guy works two days a week because he we also us in, in, in the office. Or so that's the kind of knock on effect that you're employing three people that, from the community, they've pass passed to mm-hmm. you know, option. Um, and, and all those things are very, very, so that's, that's, that's our staffing. It's very, really, very really small, and we have about like, 40 volunteers. And that's a little bit of a churn because you know, people will commit and then life happens and then they will, you know, withdraw for a while, come back, or, you know, and, and so our biggest team are volunteers professionals that work every Monday and Friday and come out on Saturdays and as an assist Um. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. um so that's the, great. The, the, the sustainability is really. Is, is, Cause as, as an NGO, a nonprofit organization, or charity, I mean, you, know, you, you you can't afford um, the amount of money to, to properly pay um, to properly pay people what they work to do the job that they need to do. Because mm-hmm. you need excellent people, powerful. I mean, people that are, that are really skilled, really able to work with others, and to you need a CEO type person. You don't need a, a junior person that is kind of bundling along, you know? Mm-hmm. And yet, you can never pay them what they're worth. So, I've got a lady who's got a master's degree, you know, and she's committed her life to this. Um, and we're paying her half of what she's worth. But she's willing to do it. And she's, yeah. a single, she's a single mom. Mm-hmm. You know? um, I love to know what she's worth. And, and so, the reason why I'm here um, primarily is that in South Africa, we're really economically really, really, really struggling as a country. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you'll, you'll probably know that we one step away from junk status, mm-hmm. um, and we've had huge turmoil in the country, the leadership, and is going to change the leadership now, and hopefully that things can start growing, but it's going to take a long time. So we've seen, you know, I I hustle all the time, and and uh, people see my number coming up, they can't just, you know, <laughs> um, and so I, I you know, we've we been going to go corporates and so on. The corporates are finding it harder and harder to sponsor and people find harder and harder to sponsor you know yeah. and so that's why i, I a follow victor and one of two friends in europe and say can i come can i come through here and talk to people yeah. because if i can get people to perhaps um you know say say ryan you will sponsor a child per month for the year yeah. you know and I, on our side that's that's significant but i think with a, with a, with a of a pound in the euro um, it's, it's massive yeah. you know so i mean so for example um, at twenty six pounds, twenty-five pounds, you can sponsor a child you know, twenty five pounds a month, you can sponsor a child for the whole year. Yeah. This all cost costs thirty five pounds per month for the kid to have to, to have yeah, the little um, but in our terms it's five hundred Rand. Yeah. Now five hundred mm-hmm. Rand is, is a is a whack of money, you know. Yeah. Um, and and so the leverage to be able to have people with, with hard currency partner up with us. And, and look at saying, you know, well I can find my way to, to sponsor a child at 26 pounds, 35 pounds a month. I have to do that, you know. Because mm-hmm. um, I mean, after, after I was with Victor, we were in, in Belfast, and we had, we had a cappuccino, and you know, two cappuccinos, and, and, and so many 26 pounds a month. Yeah. And you're like, actually, oh, how did you do it? I mean, that was so good, you know. It's not okay, you're done. Know? You're like, wow, oh. you know. Mm-hmm. We're, yeah, from, you know, if I, in my own term, if I have a few cappuccino, a case, it's a case, it'll be up 60 Rand. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that, that's the, that's in all, in all power. I mean, the, the, the Rand pound is 18 to one. you know. And that's, that's where I, I was hoping that if I can get uh, here, uh, in my town in Vienna, in the UK, I don't think you can, in Europe, 100, 100, people each pick up one kid. Um, for the year, yeah, I'd yeah, be certainly you That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. So there's some big numbers, right? you know. Um, you know I, have, I, I, I need a million rand um, in rand terms to run the year. Mm-hmm. Um and you have to We not didn't. Because it, it too, like, the the advantage of is huge. Right? Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. So. Um, I've one last question, essentially, and it was how can we help? So the way we can help is by sponsoring, um, a child. Is there anything else you want to put out there, and um, any other ways we can help? Um, or is it is it really just sponsor a child? That's why you're, that's why you're yeah, here. I
1: think, you know, I'm also quite new at this. Yeah. Okay. And I think that, that there's people leaning in. Uh uh-huh. Um. So I'm. I'm really keen on. I'm, Relationships, yeah, and, and so if someone here is responding to a child, it's not just well, we're throwing money down a hole somewhere and that have to, to lands, mm-hmm. right? but it's to have a relationship, yeah, that, that you can track things, you can see what's going on, you can hear some of the stories, there's some feedback to you, and and then that, that may spark something just as much as we saw people, um, with my relationship with the guy and saying, Listen, um, let's start something, let's start a relationship, and let's see if we can spit in, you know, um, I want to go to offer a kind of job you know, I'm to an opportunity. Give yeah. are your best kids you create an opportunity. Yeah. So, so those kind of things may come from people that that are leaning in and going like, I like, I like what's going on and, and I and I, and I think I can make a difference. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd have to pay for that person to go to university or to go to technical college or something. Something that isn't the, the next stage. Yeah. You know? Um because I've have sponsored this child for two or three years. And you know I I'd like to do that. Too. So, so those are things I, you know, I, 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 I can't put with them saying, I also want that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm trusting God that, that as things organically unfold, these, as you know, people just lean in, they'll bring themselves and their world into this study They're like, oh, I can see this. Oh, I can see this as an opportunity. I can see adding And here. you know. Um, you know I like to have teams come over from, from here, um, young adults, students, and come and spend, the you know, Three, four, or five weeks with us, and in know, the serving capacity. We'll put them up um, in our area and get them to to work and get them to serve community and get them involved, get their hands dirty, as it work, And then I can also make sure they can see the country a little bit. It's a beautiful, beautiful country. Yeah. Um, and that way again, it's a way for, for people to give back. Mm-hmm. Um, but then they become ambassadors So then they, they feel the story. They. They've touched the story uh, in the reality of it, yeah, and that I think becomes where real sustainability comes, where people somehow feel an omission mm-hmm. um, of this bigger story narrative that's unfolding. Um, and that, that really would be great. That's why, you know, I haven't, you know, cold calling doesn't work. That's why I've looked up with, with people that like, a, like Victor, who's well connected but also understands the, the, the depth and the heart of what it is we're doing because it's his own country. So yeah, there's, a, there's, a, there's a affinity there, yeah, and there's a feel for it, and, and it's a lot of hard self, yeah. You know? Um, I'm sure that even as, as you've heard, heard this all the unfold, it's hard for you to really taste it or feel it. it it's conceptually, yeah, I can't, I can't even imagine a place like that, yeah, and you know? um, where it's that's the reality of in life. Mm. Um, and when young people come through. I remember when Julie came through because why, and we've had some other guys come through in the years, and come and spend some time with us and get into the realities. Um, they fall in love with the place, they fall in love with the people, they fall in love with what's going on, and and they are deeply impacted by it themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they become part of the story. Uh, and even if they don't care, they still become part of the story. Yeah. And that's the privilege. You know? um, that's something. So we've, we've, we've found a little bit a great website. Um, but hopefully, also is able to be really interactive. Um, and, and that's our main portal. You've got a Facebook site, there's all good people are saying in this world, well, you know. There's <laughs> some, some social presence, you know, that's a presence. Yes. I um, think it's just, I mean, like, you know, the, the time it takes to, to develop these things, to yep. get professional, mm-hmm. Someone going you know, mm. to do it, you um, know. And you're going to pay someone to do it. You know, when you're scrambling around, you've got to, you, you can't pay people professionally, you know. Yeah. Um, and so it's, it's taken us three years to get the website ready yesterday. Yeah. And yeah. Again, it was recently I was able to get you hold know, of a person that was just praying and they were saying, I give my time to this. Give me my contribution to the city, I'll give that a round of food. I'll mm-hmm. oh, yeah. thank you, Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm hoping when I get back down in January, there's a company with those documentaries. Mm-hmm. And um, they've, they've committed to say, saying, okay, well, We'll create a documentary that will be out So we'll do this whole fun kind of corporate video that
0: tells the story that people can, do, can see and kind of like, mm-hmm. uh, So yeah, so there's a, and those are the ways that people can contribute. That's great. Yeah. Great. Now, how how can I sponsor a child for school? Is there a, is there a um, functionality on your website so I can go like a PayPal sort of? Exactly. Okay.
1: So there's a, uh, there's all good that we have in this space, the Donate button. Correct. Um, and they will take you straight there, use all the options. You know, we've got all 20-time transfer, or you can just do a credit, credit, a payment. Mm-hmm. Um, you can choose the, the amount. Correct. You can use the information that you've got to know who you're on, you know, this. So at least we can be able to register. people And we can communicate at it and highlight and some things. Yeah. Not yeah.
0: That's good. And uh, what is the what's the website address? <laughs>
1: That's
0: okay, so www dot lesedi l e s e d i outreach o u t r e a c h dot org dot za. That's brilliant. Thank you very much. And then uh, your Facebook page would be um, Lesedi, l e s e d i. Brilliant. Thank you very much for, for coming on. We really appreciate and um, we really appreciate you taking taking your time out to to come and talk. Um it's a it's a great story. Yeah, I
1: a interview, but thank you. Yeah,
0: it's an hour and a half.
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> 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 it's a great privilege to meet you. Thank you very much. Thank you uh, to your wife as well for coming and thanks to Victor for, for setting it all up. Um, we appreciate it. Um, Alright, uh, we're going to wrap up now. So, thanks very much. Uh, thanks very much for listening and um, definitely get in touch with Lizetti. Um, check them out on their social media. Go onto their website, donate. It's You've heard that it's, it's such a worthy cause and um, if we can support it in any way, we really we really should so definitely check out the website donate if we can uh, check out the social media keep an eye on them and uh, keep thinking about them watching out for them and uh, we'll see you next time